So you're saying to yourself, yo, sir, dude, I wanted to see Kevin Smith in Halifax, Nova Scotia, but the motherfucker sold out. Well, after I shed a tear for you, I highly recommend bookmarking csmod.com. That's the place on the worldwide interwebs to see all upcoming Smodco shows, updated with linky links to Tiki Tickets. Say it with me, baby. csmod.com. Nice. Ooh, I just got a little hard there. So, you're saying, yo, sir, dude, I love sir, and I want to show the world. Wear your sir love with our official t-shirts, biatch. Fishies have no eyes. Let us fuck. Jay and Silent Bob get old. The Garmy. There's also posters, action figures. There's so many to choose from. Grab your smirch at smodcast.com. Scroll down and click on Smerchandise. episode is it 22 episode 22 <laughs> pure professionalism <laughs> <laughs> episode 22 this is our job and we get paid for it do we no do we really no we do it we do it for the love of uh jack's tweeps exactly what up hi matt hi. cohen Yo. camel toad Yo. On the mixer. Hello. Um, our legal counsel returns to advise us on our legal affairs. Hello. And indiscretions. <laughs> Kerrigan Hennings. Esquire. At, on Twitter. <laughs> he just did jazz hands dickhead. as he said Esquire. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Wait, wait, wait. And Greg Yolen. Hi. Hi. Back from. Where was I? Work. Oh, yeah. The dead. The dead. I'm back from the dead. Here as sometimes is Greg Yolen, instead yeah, of here exactly. as always. Greg has a game for us to play today. Hooray. I do. Well, I just saw this. I just saw this online, and I love it. Uh, it's it's it actually comes to me through Mad Magazine. Relevant as always. Mm-hmm. I love Mad Magazine. Um, who said it? Mitt Romney or Mr. Burns? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'll I'll cherry pick a few of the good ones. It's time for another old-fashioned tax revolt. It's time for another old-fashioned tax revolt. Who said it? Mitt Romney or Mr. Burns? Mitt Mr. Romney. Burns. That was Mitt Romney. Wow. How about this one? <laughs> um, uh, I've always been a rodent and rabbit hunter. Small varmints, if you will. Mitt Romney. Mr. Burns. Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney. That's also Mr. Uh, that's also Mitt Romney. And and how about this? Uh, I'm really enjoying this so-called iced cream. <laughs> Mitt Romney. <laughs> Mitt Romney. <laughs> that's Mr. Burns. That's ah! <laughs> it goes on like this. Um, although this one actually could apply to both. I think both of them have at, at certain points said this anonymous clan of slack-jawed troglodytes has cost me the election. <laughs> 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 Come November, that will be a quote attributed to both Mr. Burns and Willard Mitliff Romney. That's hilarious. Is that his real name? His name is Willard Mitt Romney. Oh. But Mitt isn't short for something? Um, No, I believe it's Willard Mitt Romney. <laughs> yeah, so... What's let's... up, everyone? Hi! Hey! Hi! Hey. Hi! <laughs> it's really hot today. It's not really hot. It's it's blazing hot. It's blazing hot. Let me get a temperature reading in Los Angeles, folks. As of this moment, one thirty-six Pacific Standard Time on it is Sunday, March one hundred and forty-five degrees. Whatever it is, eighty-four degrees. Boom! Boom! It feels like one hundred and four. If only we had a cool, refreshing beverage. Seriously, well, we're in your apartment. We're in your hidey hole. What do I look like? We're in your hobbit hole, furry feet. It's really tastefully decorated in here. Thank you very much. I'm a tasteful gent. 
Um, way to pres- way to <laughs> did you? I did that. Way, way, to, way to perpetuate <laughs> the, the assumption that I'm gay. Way Just to, because I'm a clean man and I have nice potted plants. Harrigan, way to paint a vivid mind picture for our <laughs> listeners. Way to paint a vivid mind harp of Cheru. What? <laughs> <laughs> Lando Calrissian and the mind harp of Cheru. Oh, Come on. God. He gets it. He gets it. Oh, God. Uh, hey, speaking of Star Wars, even though, uh, you know, we don't want to linger this week on, on the morbid too long, uh, rest in peace, the great Ralph McQuarrie. Ralph McQuarrie, who died yesterday. Ralph McQuarrie. If, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know who Ralph McQuarrie is and you're a fan of Star Wars, Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica, he didn't do any design work for Alien. No. Um, Star Wars is the really big one. Star that. Wars is the big one. He was an aer- aerospace aeronautical uh, designer. Yeah, I think so. When George Lucas hired him. And... Um, his sketches, if if you go back, uh, his sketches, sketches and for, paintings for the original, yeah, exactly for the, for the original, original trilogy. Trilogy, uh, so much of it makes it into the trilogy. So much of the design of those films comes from Ralph McQuarrie, um, and uh, and yeah, and he and passed away yesterday. Now he's dead. <laughs> um, at the age of eighty-two, I believe, on uh, Saturday, Saturday, March third. Um. Rough, sad. Rough week. Sad, but not unexpected. Um, I had heard that he was in failing health for the last year. And uh, I hate to say, but as I said to somebody else last night, Ralph McQuarrie died age 82. John Williams is 80 years old. And here we go. A lot of these guys who were involved with... Um, the sacred trilogy or whatever you can, I don't know, you know, they're, uh, they're getting up there. They are even the so-called movie brats, Spielberg, Lucas, De Palma, Coppola. Well, Spielberg has, has entered his, uh, little old man phase. I don't think there's any doubt about that to see him sitting at the Oscars. He's not, he's not uncle Stevie. He's grandpa Stevie now, you know, he looks, he looks old. (laughs) Um, but he directed not one, but two movies this year. Or actually, three movies if you count Lincoln, which will be out fourth quarter, twenty twelve, mm-hmm. starring Daniel Day Lewis, DDL, as the gay Lincoln. Is that? I don't think there's going to be. I don't think there's going to be one frame of gayness in that movie. Is it that be. based on a president? Yes. <laughs> no, but like a. <laughs> <laughs> That's based on a biography by D- uh, Doris Kearns Goodwin. <laughs> T- team of rivals. Why are you laughing? I'm not kidding. Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Slayer? No, no. Kerrigan. <laughs> is that That's what you're not Steven about? Spielberg. Yeah, the, come on, Kerrigan. Steven Spielberg is doing the real non-vampire. Oh, oh, Kerrigan. Oh, oh, oh. You get the car key penalty. <laughs> I thought, Slap him. No, Slap no. him brusquely. But, but can we talk about the... the you're confusing Steven Spielberg with Timur Burke and Beck <laughs> <laughs> Beck Mambatov. Beck Mambatov. Kerrigan. Hand that microphone over. I'm a big Mac night watch. Slow fan. it down. Slow it down. Slow it down. Timur, look me in the eye. Timur mm-hmm. Berkembetkov. That's Berkem not how you Betkov. say his name. Yeah, it is. It's Timur Bekmambatov. <laughs> it's Berkembetkov. Sure? Which I hold this. Look it up. Fight, fight, I'm pretty fight, sure. Fight. One one man enters. But who played who played James the Nomad in Catherine Hardwick's original film of Stephanie Meyer's Twilight? Can How many you, nomads are in there? In the okay, I, I just take it easy. Can you properly? How would you hold on? Hold on. Name? Hold on. Here's how. Uh, how would you pronounce this? B e k m a m b e t o v. Because I would pronounce it Bekmambatov. Timor Bekmambatov. Point. See, I've heard it pronounced. No, I don't know, dude. I know people who work isn't with there cat. Some, isn't there a pronunciation <laughs> key? Beckham Betkov. IMDb have a pronunciation key? Sure, yeah. Get a normal name. Fucking. Uh, what's up? Wanted dude. <laughs> oh, God. Change it to like Chip Jones. You know what I mean? Cam Gigante is the correct answer to who played James the Nomad and Catherine Hardwick's. Twilight, based on the novel by Stephanie Meyer. That's Cam a good name. Gigante. Almost as good Cam as... Cam Gigante. Benedict... Co-star of Burlesque. Benedict Cumberbatch. 
It's gonna yeah. <laughs> that that wins every time. <laughs> I love I love me some Benedict. Come, here we go. Tonight, Why is IMDb always 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 trying to sell you on a trip to New Zealand? Uh, it's because I, I look up a lot of New Zealand stuff. So it yeah, here we go. Right. Okay, okay. It is pronounced. Timur Bekmambatov. How many times do I have to say it? <laughs> you were wrong. No, I was right. Really? Let's Who's go to the source. Tape. Who's your source? I well, see the word a, blog an... is the first word in that URL. <laughs> this is the OregonLive.com. Guys, you're not going to convince me that the phonetic pronunciation of Bekmambatov is anything but Bekmambatov. Go back to that. Yeah, it's. Let's see what else they have to say about the Oregon. No, let's let's see what else, Greg. I'd like you to read the banner ad to the right of OregonLive.com. I'd like you to read that banner ad for us. The banner ad. This one? Yes. <laughs> oh God. Uh, there's apparently on March seventh at the OHSU. I assume that's the Oregon Health and Science University. Um, a free talk by Liana Tsitsikis, like Tsitsiki, for. Colorectal awareness. Go. What's on. up? Let's be aware of that colorectal. Field trip. <laughs> the dream of the nineties is alive in Portland. <laughs> that let's all get on a plane and go to Oregon, Portland. Let's tu- let's all it's turn really our nice. focus now to Kerrigan. Hi, Hi. Kerrigan. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Two, two things you should know about Kerrigan. Hey. He's leaving this podcast early for a massage at Burke Williams at 8,000 Sunset, which is near the intersection of <laughs> Sunset Boulevard and Crescent Heights. Which was which was planned, and I tried to avoid that, but yeah. circumstances are what they are. You'll be naked during this massage? For sure. Totally naked. You don't totally. Need, is, that, is that encouraged? Uh, I don't know, but I just, it's like, if you want your money's worth, and I do, <laughs> you take it off. Why? So they can um, get just, access to your dirty bits? No, no, it's not that kind of place. Hey, how about that Avengers trailer? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the second thing you should know about Kerrigan. He always wants to be on this podcast. I love it. Why? It's because it's fun. You guys That's are interesting. That's not good enough. That wouldn't be good enough for your shrink. So why yeah. do you want to be? No, because it's neat and fun. You're, and in, you a, got- you're in a... I know. Relationship. You don't need to get laid. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But I like, enjoy spending time with my friends. Yeah. We're all and, friends. And I feel like I learn things when I come here. I'm not very versed in, um, you could just as easily learn them by listening to the podcast. It's true. We do talk a lot about easily learn them by listening to the podcast. Yeah, but I'm here in the room. It's so much more exciting. You know, you could easily, you know, get in. You're on the bridge of the enterprise. Enjoyment from, you know, just watching a movie. Or you could be on the set. Right. Which yeah. is, which is, away from <laughs> which is way less enjoyable. Way less enjoyable. It's like you Especially could, if it's a Twilight it's set. It's like you could enjoy the Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 1. Or you could stand in the pouring rain in the middle of the night for six weeks. <laughs> you could listen and, to the new Bruce Springsteen record, or you could see it live. Or both, if you're me. Or not, or you, not you, or for not reasons me. that we will not discuss, which we cannot legally discuss, exactly on air. Um, Silence. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of things we cannot discuss on air, it's a horrible subject. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's have a whole show about what we can't talk about. Comic Con tickets went on sale yesterday and it- sold out in one hour and twenty minutes. Wow! Holy shit. I've heard, I've heard, gone, baby, gone. I've heard conflicting reports from everything from 12 minutes to the, uh, general pass, like it, the norm, like the, uh, cheapest va- option, I think it is, like a four Which day. Which would just be a single day pass. Was, is it the single? I think the single for Saturday sold out in like 12 minutes. And wow. then all of the badges were gone in an hour or 10. Wow. Yeah. Now fear not, faithful listener, if you really wanted that Comic Con badge for either a single day or the four day badge, uh, they do put a batch of sort of refunds on claims. Mid Credit card didn't go through. Yeah. Right. What, don't they do sale. a second release too? Like right before? Yeah. Like a smaller release, I think. I don't know. But even if you have your badge, it still doesn't mean you'll have a place to rest your head if you don't have those hotel reservations. That's so true. 
ideally purchased through the Comic-Con interface mm. to get that convention rate. Yeah, you know what, though? That whole fucking... I never do it. I, neither do I, and the reason is because every time that sale goes out, everyone's like, oh, they're on fucking Twitter like it's a Ticketmaster show, and I'm like, yo, if you pay fucking 40 bucks more a night, you can just get a hotel like a normal human being. You can just book. Not have to wait in a communist fucking bread line for a fucking <laughs> Marriott suite That's a next very, to Miss Marvel. You know very, what I mean? good, yeah. very, very good description yeah. of Comic-Con. <laughs> it's like it's like Moscow, you know, 1961. Totally, you got a fucking little number for your whatever fake T-shirt, dude. My, I, I'm not a huge Comic Con fan, which surprises a lot of people. Like, I don't even know if I'm going to go this year, right? Um, but I remember going one year, and there was a line. I'm going to say like 600, 700 deep. Like, it would have taken three and a half hours. And I got to the back of the line, and I asked someone, I was like, "What are you guys waiting for?" They're like, "Free T-shirt." So for four hours in line for a free fucking T-shirt, dude. It, uh, isn't that crazy? It's not fun. Wow. Yeah, I agree. Not I, fun times. Do you like Comic Con? You know, I've only been once. We went last year. We went last year with the the Twy crew, and uh, I certainly appreciate the Jack Morrissey way of going through Comic Con and really taking your time, methodical, uh, methodical, and like every row. But there, it, it, I did it all for, for me, for my taste. I did it all in about two hours. Yeah. I walked through and I was like, that's cool. Hey, look at that action figure. I'm not going to spend $300. <laughs> all right, back to the hotel. <laughs> that, that's, and the annoying part now is people. For a prostate yeah, massage yeah. with Kerrigan. Exactly, exactly. Burke the, Williams. The other thing now is people go, oh, you don't even have to fucking walk the floor. Just go for the parties. And I was like, I don't need to that drive. That is so not the point of Comic-Con. Yes. And that's what everyone parties. keeps saying. And it makes me not want to go even more for the yeah. fucking parties. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I'm, I'm going to take a pass this year, I think. Yeah. Well, and the crazy thing about Comic-Con, too, as as Jack, you and I have spoken about several times, is it's like you get outside of Los Angeles by two and a half hours, and then all the people who you know live in Los Angeles, they but you never see, out. they're like, hey, here we are in this exotic location, and what, what a coincidence that you and I are here. It's like, what yeah, are you guys we, doing tonight? What are you up to tonight? And what are you going to do after that? Are you guys going out? Are you getting some need? Hey, we should hang out. We should totally hang out. I was out. trying to it's describe like, it to someone. I wouldn't hang out with you. If you were the last geek... On Earth, and all the now, excuse lines. me, I'm gonna go have my prostate massaged. <laughs> I was trying to say to someone, it's That's like what's called an echoing device. It's like a f- high it doesn't sc- change. It's like a high school <laughs> reunion, but I don't want to fucking go to that either. It's like yeah, literally exactly. every person I know and don't want to see totally. in one Starting fucking with weekend. Kevin Smith, hey man, the fucking guy who played uh, on Xena, he passed away. Who? The, there was another Kevin Smith. Uh, there are two others. Oh, There's really? a professional football player. And there was an actor who is on uh, Xena the Warrior Princess who died at but like 45. But the professional 45. football player would not ever be seen within 100 square miles of Comic-Con. You never know, man. He might be a huge like fucking Wonder That's Twins true. geek. That's true. That's you never know. Closet closet geeks? Closet freaks? Yeah. Freaks anyway. and geeks? Um, <laughs> let's just, let's just play word association. Yeah, let's keep it going. Everybody remembers that show. Everybody remembers that show. Yeah, Kerrigan. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's like going. You remember Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, really. That was Everybody, it. Was a big hit because I never watched it. Huge. I just know the title. Well, it wasn't a big hit. It's a big. Uh, it's it's had a life. Yeah, it's had it, a life since then. Like yeah, it's had a life. Yeah, what, like what people mean? still love talk about. Oh, uh, buy that show. Right. Yeah, it lasted uh, you know less than a season. And the creators, the main creator is Paul who? Paul Feig. Paul Feig, who went on to direct Bridesmaids. Right. And Apatow, and Judd Apatow. And Judd Apatow or Apatow? Does it matter? Not really. We should ask Greg. He's he knows a bi- how to pronounce he's a all the names in Hollywood. Especially if it's those pronounced Russians. Judd Beckmambatow. <laughs> <laughs> Judd Uzbekistan. Um, yeah. I got a weird This just made me think of a weird question on the Apatow front. Um, the whole casting his kids thing in movies, is that yeah. not cool at a certain point? Well, how old are those kids? They're, but they've now been acting for like seven years. They've been in every movie. I don't know and, about that. And they've got like big parts in this new Paul Rudd movie. Well, I think they're, they're like yeah, they're 12. They're the roles that they played yeah. and knocked up. I think it's like 12 and 7. But isn't it weird that your entire fa- I don't know. That's like a very fucking Lutz, like an old school vaudeville thing. Like the wife, the husband, and both the kids are in all the fucking movies. The wife is in the movies too? Leslie Mann, yeah. Man. I don't know anything about any of this. Did you see Knocked comedy. Up? Nope. Okay. Uh, the girl, you don't know Leslie Mann? She was uh, the girl in 40-Year-Old Virgin who threw up on Steve Carell. Walked Carrell. out. Okay. Oh, well, I can't help on. you here. She wasn't in fucking Blade Runner, so. Here's the thing about, <laughs> here's the thing about 40-Year-Old Virgin. Everyone's like, oh, but Jack, I know you usually don't go see comedies, but you have to see it because everything that this guy has, I feel like, by the way, total deja vu. Have we already done this bit? Probably. Everything that 
this guy has in his bedroom is just like all the stuff that you have in your office. And then you get there and you see it. And as soon as I saw, pardon me, the Dracula bat sideshow pre-painted statue on a shelf, I knew that the uh, set dresser and the art director should have been put out to pasture. It's like no, nobody would have that in there. Yeah, their that's fucking, that's such a legit reason to from Van Helsing. Yeah, to to lame discount a, a comedy is that the not well set, observed. The set dressing it wasn't not right. well observed. It's a hilarious movie. Is you it fool. really? Yeah, it's very funny. Is it? Yeah, it's very good. I Where did Matt see Cohen it. just go? Probably to smoke. Smoke of one of his spliffs. His death sticks. Spliff. Yeah. I'm sure it's not. Hey, it speaking of death sticks, Andrew Breitbart dead. Heart attack, right? Yeah. He had uh, heart problems diagnosed like a year or two earlier. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then he continued yes. to, to scream hatred yes. at people yeah. who didn't deserve it, and it killed him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the hatred. Much, right? I, that's what I, I mean. Listen. Isn't that the dictionary well, definition what, of hypertension? Yes, exactly. What, what I love. Yeah, exactly. You are, you're Let's dump our garbage before fi- we jump to hypertension. Filled with rage <laughs> and anger for no reason because you're fucking rich. Uh, right. and, and white was he rich? and, and, and have white. All of course. The, of course yeah he was he was a millionaire at this point i'm out of it um how about that ralph mcquarrie though have god rest in peace yoda yoda's soul anyway it's true <laughs> ralph mcquarrie.com mcq not so what did he do he like drew yoda he created what yoda looked like he kind of did he was very i think yoda is one of those yeah he did a lot he of actually, yoda work did have a heavy hand in Bespin. Know, Stuart wow. He did a lot of uh, a lot think. of Bespin, I think. Yep, Bespin was mostly his, which is my personal favorite thing in the entire trilogy. Cloud City. Yep. Really? Why? Uh, Design wise, I love, love it, love it. Really? Yep. That's interesting. Well, I, I like that. I do. I, that's my favorite uh, world. It's very bulbous. That's it's why a I like it. World. And when There's I was a big when bulb I was, at the bottom of the <laughs> right? shaft. <laughs> Yeah, when wow. I was when I was five years old, that's I remember turning to my father and saying, "I love how bulbous and phallic Bespin Cloud City is." And those little Dad. orange things that fly around—they kind of look like boobs. those are called twin pod cloud cars. Carrying like cone boobs, twin pod yeah. cloud cars, C- cone boobs, cone boob cars, cone boobs, like from um. The whole thing is very deco, art deco. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but not so so deco. Right, but fairly deco. It's kind of like a curved de- walls. It looks deco like deco with or some Art like Nouveau. That. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. What's going on? That's yeah, a- I love that. Uh, but I also just love that whole part of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Empire Strikes Back, and they never did go back to Bespin, did they? Oh, no. no, they never did. And that's what they got sold out, show. right? They got sold out when they went there. Yeah, by well, Lando Calrissian. By the mind harp out. of Sharu. What are you nodding for? <laughs> nodding aggressively in my direction. With your Haley's Comet T-shirt, how old is that T-shirt, Kerrigan? Uh, Nineteen eighty-six. It actually is. It, yeah, this is this <laughs> is like seriously fresh. That's not from Urban Outfitters. That that T-shirt is. That's the real deal. Older than you. I'm not. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm. No, I guess that is older than I am. I was born in nineteen ninety-four. Older than no. No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was born in nineteen ninety-eight. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, so it is fact though that Mr. Breitbart was felled by cardiac arrest. Unless you are, uh, a, uh, conspiracy theorist. A conspiracy theorist in which, uh, President Obama had Andrew Breitbart killed. <laughs> I, the liberal media. There was, there were, uh, there are tons of these, uh, no. right, right wingers on Twitter who are absolutely who immediately not didn't wait a day and say rest what? in peace it was i don't believe it this is all wrong president obama mark my words had him killed what yeah cuz he had dirt on him oh my god <laughs> wow yeah. that's retarded but it was cardiac arrest right uh, i don't care what it was he looked a little overweight <laughs> just as long as he's dead well for 43 the dude looked like he was 53 so check this who's uh, Andrew Breitbart <laughs> you're not you're I'm not political I kind of even didn't know until I it no hit idea. CNN and then I was like I'd heard of Breitbart but that was it like I if you'd said have you heard the word Breitbart I would say yeah I've heard that word what is it what Breitbart is it? was a than that. um a conservative uh blogger who 
helped start Huffington Post uh, originally. He sort of had allies on the left. He was, in many ways, he considered himself more like a, a humorist than uh, a real, like, uh, uh, what would the word be? You know, a commentator. But but what was what he admitted, and you know, take this as you will. You either you can criticize him for it, or you can say, well, at least he was being honest. Was that he uh, he saw a gap in the marketplace the way that he figured it, which was that uh, whereas you have John Stewart and Stephen Colbert and a lot of uh, people on the left who uh, have you know humor, uh, who use humor because it's easier to be a funny liberal than it is to be a funny conservative. Let's just face it. Right. Um, uh, he decided that he could make money basically and profit by filling this role of arch conservative, uh, you know, funny man. Uh, rodeo clown. Um, so he, so he did. And, it, and by his own admission, he wasn't the most conservative guy and actually held some fairly, you know, socially liberal, moderate viewpoints. But he, uh, he got angrier and angrier at the left and positioned himself further and further right because he kept on getting more money from it. And so in that sense, he was completely, I think, indefensible. He he threw around ideas and made statements that were awful, and uh, and just just filled with hate and lowered the public discourse in this country. Were full of lies, and he did it not because he truly believed or defended these positions, but because he made some fucking money off of it. So we're to my watch, mind, we're all watching Greg at this. So point. to my mind, I think he was an asshole. <laughs> well, that's what I saw. The wow. morning he died on CNN. They cut to. Two, they kept coming back to two clips until they sort of got their feet under them and had pulled up more footage. The first was his appearance hours before on Piers Morgan, also on CNN. Yes. And the second piece of footage was uh, Breitbart at a like Occupy, Occupy protest. Occupy Oakland, I think. Was it Oakland? I'm not sure, but I think. where he was scre- he was screaming at them on camera behave yourselves behave yourselves and i thought well that's that's reasonable yeah <laughs> but then yeah but then then he started screaming something to the effect of you are all pigs and animals yeah you're all freaks and pigs and animals and it was it was like you know what dude come on now no well, come he, on he spewed he spewed hate yeah. and uh listen there's he died for me you can, but I mean, listen. No, you there's can a kind direct, of, there's you can a straight kind of line. fucking argue that he kind of killed himself by screaming so loudly because he he wanted to embody fairness, the rage that a lot of people in this country but feel. But in fairness, because he, he could was, profit from it. But if he was a screaming lefty, same effect. Uh, yeah. To paraphrase Ferris Bueller, screaming, screaming, in general, not good. Well, you know? yeah, it's not good. But the people, but people on the left aren't as good as scr- as screaming as people. Yeah, I think there's no. Less what's to her face scream. is though, Rachel Maddow. She's, she's she, you don't like her, dude. It's just the it's, monologues. Yeah, it's, just it's like, a little dude, too Do much. I really tune in? Yeah. every night to hear literally like just well, an I don't. opinion, like a speech delivered on TV by I only, I only ostensibly a, a journalist. Good, what about Bill Maher? Uh, I don't get HBO. You cheapskate. <laughs> what are you doing over there, Cohen, with your ruled pad? Yeah. You're kidding. B E K M A M B E T O V. Um He's sitting here with a pad of paper looking at eyeing us like monkeys in a cage. A grand experiment. Um anyway. Well, I won't badmouth him. I don't wish ill on anybody, and that's what makes me um a liberal as opposed to a conservative. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but he, what else? What else has happened since last we convened the Academy Awards, I think, right? It's true. Wait, no, because we had... Didn't we... Re- did we record on Monday? We did the day after. With Sharon. It was all twice. Sharon Lattice. Yeah, it was all twice-centric. The day after the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Do we have anything that we need to discuss from the Oscar show or the Oscar? Academy Awards. That's pretty fucking stale bread. It's pretty stale. I mean, point. the one thing I did I did really like about it. I thought the speeches in general were very genuine. There was something that you, you know you compare them to last year's like 
Melissa Leo debacle where she, I mean, I don't know if you remember this, but this is one of the, one of the most awkward speeches I think I've ever seen was was when Kirk, Kirk Douglas, no, it was not. Kirk Douglas was like brought on stage inexplicably 15 minutes into the show. Yeah. Um, and then when she won her Oscar for best supporting actress for the fighter, he sort of stayed there and interacted with her in what was meant to be her, uh, her speech until right. someone sort of gently, you know, moved him out of the, the really? shot. Oh, wow. And she more or less had to restart her speech and, uh, and like clearly just forced herself to cry. It was like the most achingly awkward moment. And I felt like compared to that, there were a lot of actually really nice, genuine moments. I thought Christopher Palmer's speech was fucking great. And it was like, a great speech. You know, he, although. It must be noted that big chunks of that speech I heard delivered verbatim the day before under the tent on the beach in Santa Monica at the Spirit Awards. Oh, fair enough. He's 82 years old. Yeah. He had one speech for that. He remembered everybody's name. He remembered every single person's name. And at 82, it's like, you got your Oscar. You didn't, you know, you didn't blank up there. Like, good for you, man. I thought they did the Spirits downtown at LA Live. That was one year. Oh. An anniversary year, like. Two years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, <laughs> what what won the Oscar? What won all the Oscars? The artiste. The artist. The artist. And then Enough said. Hugo yeah. won several too. Well, they they won the same amount. They won five each. Oh, did they? Yeah, but Hugo did. Wrath of the did Titans the was one. totally snubbed though. Yeah. <laughs> that looks good. I want to see that. I'm all about it. We're going. All about that Hell Titans franchise. Yeah. We should, we should live cast... From the back row <laughs> in the arc light, that would be awesome. and just piss off everybody. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Liam's back. Liam's back. At, hold on, uh, hold Zeus. on. There's Ray Fines. Oh, they're totally Liam's back at Zeus. I, like the, I love this line. I love this line. Nope. Full blown AIDS. <laughs> it's true. Um, now that, but really, can you get? Can you go up from Clash of the Titans, which no. is which is a good movie? But you could stay at that level if you can stay at that level. But they've already released the Kraken. Yeah. What are they going to do? Release another Kraken? Kronos. No. Yeah. Kronos. Kronos. Who looks like the Balrog. Does it come out of the ocean? Sort of bursting at the seams with fire. Does it come out of the ocean? No, he comes out of, I think, Hades. The ground. Well, he's on fire. Yeah, Hades Hey-o. means the ground, Kerrigan. <laughs> <laughs> or below the ground, you know, near right. China. Yeah. <laughs> do you keep digging? Yeah. I did hey, that here's once. My crazy, here's my crazy thing. What? A hundred years in the future, a thousand years in the future. Awesome. Is everyone between New York and Los Angeles going to live underground in tornado proof Mm. residences? Uh, yes. I'm so gonna go with no. Underground. If you live underground, that you're tor- wrong. That tornado can't. You're a freak and an animal and a pig. <laughs> That's okay. If you live underground, that tornado can't can't suck your house up out of the ground like pulling a cavity out of a tooth. Can it? No. Chances are no. Well, how about how about this year? How about last yeah. year? How about the it's year a lot before, of that motherfucker? On, how about the year before that? How about the year before that? How about the year before that? How about hurricanes? How about hurricanes? Yeah, you would Wouldn't think it just be you would think we there's some sort of global climate change going on, except that that's just what Al Gore wants you to think, so he can sell DVDs. <laughs> you animal pigs! <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, no, I think I think they'll just like they do in uh, Galveston or in Florida. They'll just make uh, structures that are resistant to funnel tornado clouds. destruction. Yeah. I'd like to see that structure. <laughs> I'm not. What else you got to sell me? <laughs> London Bridge in Arizona. Ooh, that does sound good. I'll have that. <laughs> um, well, that's an interesting theory. Living under. I mean, except I think just... I think that the fault with that theory is that you said from New York to Los Angeles. I think in a hundred years, there no, there's no more Los Angeles. Let's face it; it'll be like from New York to Nevada. Wait, what's going to happen to L.A. in a hundred years? Oh, it's gone. We're we sh- we go into the sea in like That's six a months. Bunch of you guys. Like in twenty twelve? Yeah, six months. We're not going into the <laughs> sea. Um, you know, uh, uh, this was relayed to me the other day. Actually, we're going to have a great big fucking earthquake, though, and that's usually my last thought. In case in case anyone wants to know anything kind of private about me. 
that is usually my last thought before I close my eyes at night is like, when I next open my eyes, will they be opening in fucking terror as I'm chucked? Every night you think that? Um, I think some version of that, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, what are the odds it's going to happen within the eight hours, eight eight to ten to seven or whatever that you're sleeping? Yeah, but I mean, you know, yeah, but car wrecks and yeah, hit by the I mean, bus and heart attacks and all kinds of shit. I mean, yeah, whatever. One day you're screaming at Occupy protesters. <laughs> the next, the next you're in hell. Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're next. You're you're in China. <laughs> Who can tell? Um. You know, the, actually, kind of to bring it back to to the the Star Wars. Uh, so Seth Rogen was recently uh, he he was I think on Howard Stern. This was uh, I actually didn't hear this, but uh, it was related to me. And he was talking about how he had a meeting. He took a meeting with uh, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas, and he's in a room with them. And it's it's Seth and uh, Evan Goldberg, his producing yeah. partner. And what because you're clear, about to say was then later like strenuously denied. Is it? If you're going where I think you're going. Uh, the 2012 thing? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, the idea being that that in this room with Steven Spielberg and George Lucas, 2012 came up and George Lucas was clearly very much believing the idea that we were all going down. Yeah, and George Lucas's desk calendar is Mayan. Yes, and and that... And Seth Rogen made some, you know, relieve relieve the tension joke about, well, hey, at least Skywalker Ranch is, you know, north of the fault line, right? And George Lucas, like, looked at him dead serious and was like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah. yeah Maybe... Lucas, Lucas is a big believer, but if we have someone here with intertubes, you can run the Google search for Lucas, um, Lucas Rogen 2012 Denial. And you'll see the official statement by George's mouth, spokes mouth, who might be Lynn McHale. Here I... we go. George Lucas was just kidding about that end of the world thing. Comes right up. Uh, right. It turns out Lucas wasn't for real after all. In fact, he says through a spokesperson, since he's George Lucas, that he was totally kidding. He was not serious when he talked about the end of the world in 2012, Lynn Hale told Wired after speaking Lynn with Hale. Lucas. Mm -hmm. He is an adamant believer that the world is flat, that Stonehenge was built by aliens, and that the sun revolves, revolves around the Earth, the rep said. These are among many subjects he is commonly discusses at length with Elvis, who he's going to digitally insert into Indy 5, along with a roster of famous dead actors. How funny. But here's Don't the, fucking joke, yeah. Seth Rogen. I feel like I saw that moment when he talked about that. Mm -hmm. He's, I believe, Seth Rogen. I just love that George the, Lucas the denial got a, a taste of the apocalypse. Yeah, the official I press denial was he was kidding. Yes. Like yeah. he, that's kind of awesome. Man. And then they dry, and then they put their foot on the gas, and they make all sorts of other jokes. But it's like, no, I don't think so. Yeah, he's into it. I, I believe. I, I don't think. I have to say, I think Seth Rogen is probably one of the most. Uh, no bullshit, actually trustworthy people yeah. in Hollywood. And if he made a joke about that, I don't think he pulled it out of his ass. I think that he really had a conversation in which. And I seem George to remember Lucas the detail. And if you just pull up the original thing. I seem to remember the detail that Steven Spielberg kind of looked at him like. Exactly. Well, that really? was that was the thing is that he realized in that room with the two of them that uh, Lucas was Spielberg's crazy friend. Who, you know, like when Lucas says weird shit, Stephen's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, George Lucas, the world will end in 2012. George Lucas. I'm going uh, to get a massage now. Oh. Really? I know. Already? Well, I have to go to the ATM. It's 210. You're dismissed. <laughs> Kerrigan on Twitter. K-A-Y-A-Y-T-C-H-E. Or your other Twitter handle, Follow at me. Prostate. Massage. I highly recommend <laughs> at least a monthly massage to keep the hypertension down. Yes. Especially when you're surrounded by it's so many pig freak animals. <laughs> and how about. You hear that recession strike in America? Just one <laughs> massage a month. Don't go crazy. Go to Burke and Williams. How, and how many, off, how, many, um, how many times a month do you get a prostate massage from Kyle Benici? Oh, God. Oh. And we will not be cutting that out. <laughs> Enough of enough of this. Enough of this prostate massage talk. Whoa! How about that Avengers trailer? Really? Whoa. <laughs> I saw the Avengers trailer. Don't you have a massage to get? Yes, to? I do. <laughs>
Bye, everybody. Bye, Kerrigan. Bye, Kerrigan, K-H. don't spew hate. Be an engine of love. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Yep. You have a great cab ride. You should have. We should have brought two cars. Bye. Oh, thank God he's gone. So fucked up. <laughs> he told me he wasn't. He didn't even really have a massage. He's gonna go hate criming. Yeah, <laughs> on a Sunday. He used it as a verb. Yeah, yeah, totally. which means that he does it all the time. Where are you going? Going hate criming? You? Curbin. The huge. <laughs> Getting a curb. <laughs> yeah, the huge. Exactly. He's a hate-filled person. He is a hateful, and person. he has some uh, pretty backwards beliefs. If you don't mind my saying so. Um, but then again, Matt Cohen and I have had a startling amount of compliments concerning your participation on the show really? in the last two weeks. Ow! Wow, very cool. Mm-hmm. That kind of reversed the trend from a few weeks back, right? Yeah. Well, we had those people drawn. Oh, okay, good stuff. Yeah. Do you guys ever watch? Um, this is a really weird tangent from that, but you know, are you familiar with the show The Borges? Yeah. It's coming back that I saw a billboard on Sunset for it last night. All right. Well, there's another show, The Borgias, that's called The Borgias and was produced by Canal Plu, and it aired on BBC, and it's on Netflix now. Okay. And it's like the shitty anal sex version of the HBO show. <laughs> Wait a minute. What's so shitty about anal sex? I mean, nothing, but it's because there's so, there's so I much. Think, I right? think that you've answered that question. Up, you knock them down. Boom. There's so much sex in every fucking scene of this show. Like, it can't even be. I don't know what channel could possibly air on in America. Really? But, um... In the show, the really cool thing is... This is the show not produced by Neil Jordan. No, not the Jeremy Irons one. Correct. A one with no one I've ever seen or heard of before. But they sure can. Uh, they do. And they also execute people in the fucking bloodiest manners. I've Like, you just mentioned Drawn and Quartered. For some Actually, reason, it reminded me. I just mentioned it. I, I mentioned it, yeah. Someone did. On this show, like, it's about, like, the Medici's and the Borgias and all that fun right. Italian shit. Right. When they kill people, though, so far they have um, had a dude naked up on a stake, beat his genitals with a mallet, and then, like, fucking bashed his head in. Uh, Jesus. Another guy they hung up upside down and sawed through the middle and these are all actual, historically accurate means of torture and, and uh, wow. execution. So the show's fucking nuts, dude. Wow. Yeah. I, rec- I recommend the checkout for that. Thanks, man. And the anal sex. There you go. Well, Hooray. these these people stole cable. <laughs> you have to set an example. You steal cable, you get your genitals smashed, yeah. and your head uh, crushed. You're going to get sawn like a timber. That's, it was literally back and forth like a cartoon. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Fun Ouchy. Times. You must set an example. If you pirate off of the Pirate Bay torrents, if you download episodes of Portlandia off torrents, you will get your genitals smashed. It was Kim.com. Um, speaking of the Avengers Kim. trailer, Kim. though. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, what did you guys think? The new, new one. I, I got to tell you, I thought that was the first time that I got really excited for that. When movie. Hulk catches Iron Man, awesome. I, I couldn't fucking stand it. I like, literally jumped out of my seat. It was awesome. Yeah. Like I've liked what I I've liked it. what they've put out there so far. This is the international, the Avengers Assemble, as it's called in Europe, okay. which I actually kind of like. That's going to be the title for the picture. Yeah, in Europe, yeah, um, interesting. But uh, but yeah, this trailer was just like all goodness, all goodness. In wow. fact, it's been one of those things that like instantly burrowed into my subconscious and has actually like been in my dreams this week. Like really? I've, I've dreamed about the Incredible Hulk. When did this come online? Uh, Tuesday. Uh, yeah, I believe so. There was, well, it was the same, or it was the day, within two days, you had the Prometheus TED Talk go up with Guy Pierce. Explain that to me. As Paul Wayland. It's a weird conceptual, he's the, right, he's the he's, head of He's Paul Wayland, 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 Wayland yeah. Utani. Uh, and Faking it. Yeah, I mean, he's talking about, you know, creating, he's, he's establishing what is clearly going to be a big, silly metaphor in the movie about prometheus stealing fire and creating life and blah 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 blah. um and and so it's him with the ted talk doing a ted talk in like 2029 or something like that and Mm -hmm. uh but you know it's good and guy pierce is always good to watch right and then you had that and uh and avengers within 24 hours it was a nice little it was a geek one too and then ralph mcquarrie died yeah to cap the week (laughs) yeah the worst gift of all would you stop? You know, th- this is this is not this is a you're gonna break this. Jack is, Jack uh, is manipulating an arm. Har- thr- an, give me give me the pillow. What would we call that? No, a, uh, it's a bolster. It's a some bolster. Sort of, it's okay. a bolster. No, give me the bolster. 
No. Jack, I will smash See what your genitals so hard with a, with a mallet. <laughs> I will saw your dick off. <laughs> Don't test me! You freak animals! <laughs> I don't do anything on this show anymore but fucking laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, my sack. I'm next. Oh, my lanta, as Zach Roloff used to say. Um... Zach Rolades used to say, "Roll off." Did you Just uh, roll off? Did you try to go to Disney on uh, Leap Day? No, I attempted it. At you like get in midnight. No, they park fucking filled to capacity at like ten thirty, and they started turning people away. Ten thirty a.m. Ten thirty p.m. Wait, for, for what? I'm sorry. Disneyland was open six a.m. to six a.m. on Wednesday for Leap Day. They were open twenty four hours, oh. but around nine p.m. the park reached full capacity, and they started turning people away. But the problem was. It took an hour and a half to get from the fucking freeway to the park till we get turned away. Matt oh. Cohen, blow your fucking brains out. I was on the freeway and turned around. People called me. They were like, go away now. Like, all the rides were three hours. Every single ride was like a three-hour line. Uh, wow. They fucked up big time. Like, it, it was going to be you a really... You don't actually go down there to ride rides, though, do you? Don't you go down there just to hang out and eat yeah, the food? Yeah, but I like, I like the rides, too, though. I, like, I wouldn't go like, there and not... What's your casual... Yeah, if you're going to dip in and just do a ride or two. Indie Haunted Mansion, I stick to that area. Indie Haunted Mansion, maybe Matterhorn or Big Thunder. Never anything in DCA. Uh, California Adventure. Rarely. Soar- if I'm super stoned, Soarin'. Soarin'. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I'm like crazy stoned, then I'm like... I'm a little gonna... orange mist. Exactly, dude. Um, Tower of Terror occasionally even, too. That's pretty much the only two over there. You know what? I do the um, roller coaster sometimes when there's no one there. I'll ride it like 10 times in a row. They don't make you get off. Because no one ever goes on it. Really? The, uh, what's it called? The one that goes upside down, it loops over by the pier in DCA? Paradise Pier. Mickey screaming fucking something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I've never been. To Disneyland? Or DCA? No, I've never been to Disneyland. Do you have any interest? Yeah. Well, let's go. I I went to Disney World when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, we should do that. I'll go. I'm working next weekend, but Hmm. I'm down. It's fun, dude. Um, I wish I could have gotten it one a.m. All I wanted to do in the world, all I wanted to do was ride Haunted Mansion at like two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that would be just awesome. to do it. Yeah, just to, you know what I mean. It's one of those things of like everyone wants to be in the park at night, and they rat they run like Matterhorn and like outdoor rides at night. That must have been fucking awesome. Huh. If you want to wait five hours to get on a ride, I don't. Neither do I. That's the theme park math that never. Once I figured that out, was like. That's become a great metaphor for certain things in life, where you wait wait an hour for two minutes of pleasure. I don't think so. <laughs> Weird. I'm not down with lines, and people are like, why the hell do you buy an annual pass to Disneyland if you hate lines? I'm like, because I go on the rides without the lines. I'll go on, and like, if Tiki Room has two minutes, I'll be like, fuck it, let's go sit down for a minute. <laughs> I uh, When I used to work at Universal, I, you Studios know, the, Hollywood. the ID badge, well, I worked at the, yeah, the studio, not the theme, theme park, park, but you could walk right into the theme park. And just flash your little ID and step on any ride. Uh, so Good. man, I did that. So many lunch breaks. I went on that Back to the Future ride until they shut <laughs> it down. Until you were the reason they shut it down? Until they, they shut pulled that your corpse off that fucker down and replaced it with the very fun Simpsons ride. Speaking of more theme park news, my buddy just got a job over there working on the new Transformers ride, which is their mm-hmm. new big rollout, I think. Uh huh. And where's, what's that replacing? Do you know? I think it's, uh, it's one of those motiony things. So, did they have another a spare building? They only had one. They they had the Simpsons, which they're not taking down, but they might be. I've heard this. Is oh, the, you know what? It might be is the Terminator. Terminator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Terminator. Replacing T two three D. Yeah, which is weird because all the Terminator time. rides, even the one at Six Flags, that one's gone now too. Yeah, well, it was, well, the wooden roller coaster. Brand. Do you ever go to Six Flags yeah, Magic yeah, Mountain? Yeah, yeah. You know the wooden roller coaster with the flamethrowers yeah. and shit. It's fucking awesome. But that was Terminator, and that's gone now. I right, guess. that was the Terminator Salvation. Yes, ride. Nobody wanted it. Nobody wanted it. Least of all me. That's probably my least favorite film of all time. Sadtronbone.com. I don't even think I saw Salvi. Wait a minute. That was the one with Christian Bale. Where he's like in a helicopter, and then he's like, there's the submarine. And he jumps out of the helicopter, Could and you then believe that? Wait, I saw the, the submarine. I saw and the you're one, like, wait, why did that happen? What? <laughs> I saw the one with uh, uh, the kid from Carnival, Nick. Stall. Nick Stahl is Terminator, Terminator 3. Three. Machines. Salvation is the fourth one. Yes. That's right. That's John Carter fourth as an adult. Final to this point. I never saw that one. Don't waste my time. There's some good design in it. 
Um, the motorcycle terminators. The win. motorcycle terminators, which are and in then for the about giant HK seconds. or whatever. There's some nice industrial oh, God, design in that movie. Crap. But but at the end of three, isn't it that every single human off, being right? on the planet is dead except for fucking Claire yeah. Danes and Nick Stahl? So how are there yeah. people in the new one? I can't I remember. I don't remember. <laughs> Honestly, here's the thing. <laughs> Sounds like a real winner. From, as, where Terminator is concerned, if it's not Jim Cameron, it ain't Terminator, that's, and that's I'm not going there. Real. I don't even love Terminator. I like Terminator, Terminator 1, but, but T2 is the best by far. I mean, that's such a superior yeah, film, I think. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's not understating it at all. I mean, hey, McGee. McGee. <laughs> hey, McGee. <laughs> hey, jealousy. Hey, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, McGee. You know, and this is coming from someone who really uh, unabashedly likes that that Charlie's Angels, that first movie. Yeah. I really do. Is that the one Tim Curry was in, or was he in the second one? He is in the first one. Right. Yes. Okay. I dig it. Digging it. What else has Mick G done? Uh, he, well, he just did this movie, This Means War. Oh, yeah. I want to see that. I can't wait to find out who she picks. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited. So excited. <laughs> Captain Kirk or... Bane. Bane. <laughs> or... Um, Bronson. Wasn't he the same actor who played the villain in, in Star Trek Nemesis? Nemesis. Yeah, it's Tom Hardy. Franchise killer. Yep. Tom Hardy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Post Bronson steroids, Tom Hardy. Right. That's right. Because he's a big person now. He's huge. He's a and giant hasn't, human hasn't being. He admitted to uh, chugging cock. No, that was only in a movie. Mm. In rock and roll. He played a gay character. Is he gay? I don't. I didn't mm. think. Uh, run a Google search. I feel like he, he's right. admitted to uh, swimming if, in those waters. If we're gonna friends. go here. I think so. You're gonna ruin his street cred, man. Just, just uh, Bane uh, Max on all the chicks. Tom Hardy gay comes right up. Okay. Well, he was gay in rock and roll. You think that might throw it off? Um, he, September twelfth, two thousand eleven. Tom, the blot, the Tom Hardy never has forget. dated men, but won't bottom. Um, here oh, nice. he he says, "Of course, I have had sexual relations with other men. I'm an actor for fuck's sake. I've played with everything and everyone. I love the form and the physicality, but now that I'm in my thirties, it doesn't do it for me." I'm done experimenting, but there's plenty of stuff in a relationship with other men, especially gay men, that I need in my life. A lot of gay men get my thing for shoes. I have definite feminine qualities, and a lot of gay men are incredibly masculine. I think Jack Morrissey proves that beyond a shadow of a doubt. Look at those shoes, too. Um, What's up? I have never put my penis in a man. Is this real? This is all real. It's right there, dude. I've never had a cock in my arse, and I have (laughs) no fucking desire for it. If that's what you like, cool. But it doesn't do it for me. Truer words never spoken. Not, you know by, not by Tom Hardy, at least. <laughs> I think I didn't need to know that about a guy I was a fan of an actor it? of. Yeah, I didn't need to know that he never had a cark in his arse. A cark, a cark, <laughs> cark in his arse. I've never had a cark in my arse. A car parked in his... <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's never had a, uh, a Prius parked in okay, his Okay, now here's garage. what I want. Here's what I want. Oh, no. Spin the laptop. Get me that link back. Get the link back. You know where I'm going, Cohen. I don't. Step up to the plate. What are we doing? I want to hear those quotes. In, oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> we got that. All right. Let me uh, practice my band voice off mic for a second. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Batman. <laughs> Welcome to Gotham. Um, I say you do the first paragraph and the last and the last one there. All right. one that one. Those are the- of course, I've had sexual relations with other men. <laughs> I'm an actor for fuck's sake. <laughs> I played with everything and everyone. I love the form and the physicality. But now Batman. that I'm in my thirties, Batman, <laughs> it doesn't do it for me. Gotham Rise. Uh, what's, the, what's the last one? Oh. I don't regret anything I've ever said. It's just a shame things are misconstrued and I don't get the opportunity to explain. Batman. Batman. <laughs> I have never put my penis in a man. Yet. I've never had a cock in my arse. And I've had no fucking desire for it. If that's what you like, cool. <laughs> but it doesn't do it for me, Batman. <laughs> Congratulations. That should be the movie. That is going to be better than The Dark Knight Rises. We need to call Nolan. That should be the movie. 
Well, if we want to call Chris Nolan, um, where do we call him? I'm so confused lately. Cause the, I just tried calling him like four days ago and the number's been changed. Yeah. What's with that? Shit. Fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Too big for his britches. We should call, uh, Jonathan Nolan. Yeah. He doesn't return my call now. No, I was making a Dan Aloney joke. Well, did you keep up with that Cohen or not? You know, his agent just was fired from CAA. I didn't hear that. And within minutes had landed at William Morris Endeavor. WME. 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 I met his, um. And is it out yet why, why his agent was fired from CAA? Have they like disclosed the rationale? I don't know. I know that he's a very big combative guy. Here's my Nolan story. I was in a Best Buy on the day uh, Exit from the Gift Shop came out on DVD. I went to go buy it. Yeah. The day what came? Oh, Exit, Exit from the, the Gift, gift Shop. Shop. Which and, Best Buy? Uh, La Brea, fucking Target, always. The Gateway to West Hollywood always, Project. Always, That's the only one. Where is there another Santa Best Monica Buy? Santa Monica and La Brea, which is where we went for uh, Breaking Dawn Midnight. Nice. Go ahead. Um... And I was looking through the aisles, looking through the aisles. The store had like six copies in stock, supposedly, but no one could find one. And after like five minutes, I saw a like, attractive older British lady mm-hmm. looking for the same thing. And like we had figured out that we were both looking for the same movie. We chatted for a minute. We found it. This went on for like 15 minutes. We got in line. I was also buying Inception on Blu-ray. Right. And she was like, oh, great. You're buying that movie. I was like, yeah, it's really good. She's like, thank you. I made it. And then I immediately went home. producer wife. It was his wife. Yeah. Super nice lady. That was my... He lives My best around Bronson Canyon. Yeah. Mr. Nolan, uh-huh. he and his wife and kids live around Bronson Canyon, which is ironic given that Bronson Canyon was the filming location for uh, the Bat Cave entrance it exit was. in the original uh, Adam West TV series. Army of Darkness cave and a lot of Western shit right behind the cave. Like if you walk through the cave on that backside, it's like an Arroyo looking thing. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And if you want to find... A head. A severed Armenian head <laughs> yeah. or a pair of hands. Is it always, is that like a tourist feature now? They just leave it there? Yeah. That would have been great. Oh my yeah. God. Just integrate it into the landscape. I lived, I lived up there, uh, when I moved out to LA, I lived there for about six months in this crazy man's house and, uh, it was, uh, it, that, it's a creepy you can area. You call him Chris Nolan. It wasn't Chris. It wasn't Chris. <laughs> it was Adam West. I lived in, <laughs> I lived in the Batcave. Um, no, and it, it's a kind of scary. I mean, I don't know. Coyotes freak me out, man. Yeah. Should, Coyote- we, should we talk a little bit about Cohen and I had a coyote sighting in last podcast? We did last podcast. Sure you haven't bothered to listen to. Uh, Yolen. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm not a navel gazer. <laughs> Spend my time uh, looking and listening to things that I didn't do. Exactly. You gaze into other people's navels, just not your own. Gladly. Lint collector, lint hoarder. <laughs> Yeah, we saw a coyote loping up uh, around this house, sort of on the other side of the canyon. And um, coyotes are, in Los Angeles, you'll see them sort of Michael Mann style from... Collateral. Collateral, sort of in the middle of the street. They're always larger than you think they are. They're always better fed than you think they should be. Do you always also have that first instinct of like, oh shit, there's a dog. Nope, that's a coyote. No, not, yeah, exactly. I, I've, I've and they seen... seem very intelligent when they're regarding you i think i've seen maybe 10 in like the four years i lived here always usually up by like griffith park yeah, or exactly. mulholland way up right. there mulholland pass kind of thing but here's the thing and there are articles about this there was an article actually i think in this month's los angeles magazine that i haven't bothered to read but when they they're either playing or they make a kill they all start with this high-pitched laughing that basically sounds like the first time I ever heard it, it was like, oh, there are a bunch of women having a dinner party, having a laugh over something, because it sounded like a bunch of women laughing. It sounded distinctly feminine. Um, That's no coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> all women are secretly coyotes. Secret coyotes. And um, suits. then you become aware. It's incredibly loud, and you become aware that, that they're not human at all. It's quite it's frightening. Coyotes, the, the sounds they make are very frightening. I have heard that it's when they make a kill, and they're playing around with some little severed head. The single most disturbing sound I've ever heard. Of my, have you ever heard a rabbit screaming? Yes. I don't want to hear that. It's, sure it's on YouTube. I, that's where I heard it. I don't yeah. want to hear it. 
Uh, I had a pet rabbit who died, so I heard it. You, he's, they all scream, scream before they die, it too, right? It it screams when it dies. They all is, do. It is the scariest. They're aware of their death. They're aware of their impending death, and they start. It's like Water a ship down. horror movie, blood curdling, high pitched. It sounds like a, it sounds like a baby being stabbed or something like that. It really? is really. It's the single most unnerving sound on the hip fucking planet. Yeah. All right. Well, I can chase that. Ready? Just circling back around to coyotes. So, Bill. You saw a coyote eat a baby. Bill's production designer, Richard Sherman. Oh, yeah. Do you know this story? You know the story, yeah, right? I know the story. Had a little dog. Uh-oh. Oh, we really shouldn't be podcasting this. Why not? Because it's going to make me sad. All right, anyway, continue. <laughs> um, had a little dog, lives in, lived, lived and lives in a house that backs up onto Runyon Canyon, once owned by Diane Keaton, and lost track of the dog. And went out into the backyard to see, I think, just the head with um, the two adult coyotes coming back for it. And apparently the coyote, the coyote kill pattern is that they usually send, especially with a small dog, they'll send a, they'll send a little coyote pup over the wall. And the coyote pup sort of acts all playful. Um, with the little dog and engages the little dog so that the little dog doesn't see the two adult coyotes coming in. Clever from girl. The coyotes, the gypsies of the animal kingdom. Pretty much. <laughs> so That's fucking crazy, man. What about, well, to turn it around to a happier thing, that same thing happened to Jessica Simpson, so. Did she lost her son? No, her poodle. Oh, uh, was or lost to coyotes. Backyard, like, yeah, yeah. Well, even, um, even Kevin Smith's little doc, uh, doc Shecky, they've got to be super careful when there's like hawks. Hawks have been, I've been over yeah. there where there are hawks circling overhead watching well, we their dog. We have a family of three hawks that hunt our canyon. Yeah, it's crazy. It's no good, man. They'll come right down. Yeah. Keep your dog on a leash. My dog will never be outside of my apartment, not on a leash, because well, I don't want him I, to die. I don't want to connect. I won't connect this to Jessica Simpson or um, Kevin Smith or Richard. Sherman. Can I just say, for audio purposes, Jack was waving the microphone on. Every How does this sound? How does this sound? Um, I won't connect. I won't connect any of the aforementioned people to this. But basically, when I see a lost dog, missing dog, uh, thing that's taped up to a stop sign in the neighborhood or in Runyon Canyon, my first my first and really only thought is keep your dog on a shitty parent. Keep your dog on a fucking leash. Shitty parent. Every single time I see one, it's like there's no way you can lose your dog if it's fucking attached to your arm. Yeah. Like yeah. the no one's ever lost a dog on a leash before. Maybe it's run away and it's got out of their hands, but I mean that's their own fucking fault. There have been a few times in Runyon Canyon when I'm while I'm hiking, while I'm passed by some woman yeah. running Screaming for the dog, stopping only moments briefly to say, like, have you seen, have you seen it? It's like, you're a shitty fucking parent. What the fuck are you doing up here in Runyon fucking Canyon? I do that left where trail. Where the coyotes are sleeping. Yeah. There's rattlesnakes. In the bush. Rattlesnakes. I do that left trail day. on like the dirt thing, like the crazy steep thing. Mount and Doom. That's what I do yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. What's up? Uh, fucking three times out of ten, I'm up there. At one point, a little dog will pass me or go past me. With no person for like five fucking minutes. Yeah. That's crazy, like, dude, man. What, come on. Come on. Yeah. I'm frightened of coyotes and hawks, which is why I carry an automatic weapon on me at all times. <laughs> it's, a cro- it's an automatic crossbow, though. I wear... I, I, Hunger Games. It's bulgy. Yeah, I never, ever leave the house without at least a Glock. I'm strapped at all times because... <laughs> I don't like birds. Yeah, you're going to kill so <laughs> any hawk you see. I don't like birds. Yeah. <laughs> and people should know that about you. I don't like it either, uh, yeah. but Pritzies is okay. What's up? You like that? <laughs> I hate birds. La is all yeah, right, though. What's the, fucking, up? the fucking chicken wrap at birds is terrible. <laughs> and if I'm going to go in and there, La I'm going to shoot my way out. La Pubelle, Pritzies, and birds are all mediocre. UCB but combo. I bet Chris Nolan has eaten in every single one of them because it's... The nearest strip of restaurants to his home. It's the stomping ground. And we're back to Bronson Canyon, which is probably a good place to leave off. And we're back to Bronson. Yeah. I like it. And we're back to Tom Hardy. Yeah. Cohen's tapping his wrist. What's that mean, Cohen? It means we've done enough podcast. <laughs> we've hit our quota for the day, Jack. We don't have a title. Uh, fucking let's do it. Where did Kerrigan go? <laughs> what should the title be? Or Baneful. Baneful? I like that. Any punctuation I need to know about this week? No, I don't know. Do we have a title? I, Baneful Breitbart. 
<laughs> no, you know what it was? The best line was, one minute you're, then the next you're in hell. Uh, well, I, that's a lot of verbiage. Yeah. Why don't we just, why don't we just call it, yeah, baneful. Baneful? I don't know. Hmm. Utterly professional. Let's let the audience vote after the fact. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't, yeah, if that we probably had even a work. modicum of interactity around this whole thing, that would, <laughs> oh, that would be all right. If only we'd put, 30 seconds of preparation into this podcast we might not like be in this podcast. in this position right now anyway hope you enjoyed it no title prostate massage <laughs> prostate massage no no um it's tasteful at least and then the podcast went on for 45 more minutes <laughs> i tried to think of a fucking title no, we have to, to think of that. something come on episode 22 is it 22 yeah i think so we'll figure it out if it's not we we'll, someone will know other than us Hmm. Well, good night, everybody. <laughs> How about that? Well, good night, everybody. <laughs> no, I mean, come on. Oh, Jesus Christ, Jack. Stop putting us on the spot and not generating any ideas yeah. for yourself. <laughs> um, come on, guys. Come up with something. Come on. Breitbart in hell? No. <laughs> no? No. Uh, rest in peace, Ralph McQuarrie. McQuarrie in heaven, Breitbart in hell? Sure. That's a lot. I mean, it, it'll work. It'll think? work. Yeah. Is it not good to have like hyper political titles like that? Can we cut all of this? I don't think we need to cut. No, I think this is. I think this is intrigging. No, we need to cut all this stuff. This is what people want to hear. You know what the title could be? What? Kyle Benici. Just give me the spelling and it's done. All right, it's hit, Kyle Benici. That's the title. Matt Cohen, <laughs> Greg Yolan, Jack Morrissey. We're on Facebook under Team Jack. Look for the cartoon illustration. We're on Twitter as team underscore Jack and Jack underscore M O R R I S S E Y. And, um, we love, on, just one second. We this love is, all no, you freak animals. If I can get a fucking signal in your apartment. <sighs> vamp. Yolan Vamp. <laughs> I think that's scat, actually. Oh. <laughs> What's scat, Matt Cohen? Don't you need to define that while I look this thing up real quick? You mean the scatological genre of pornography or the, the quirky beatboxing made famous by such folks as Ella Fitzgerald and uh, that yeah, guy that was who was like, That's pretty good. That's pretty good about. Thank you. And the, and the scat man. Yeah, funky, funky. Have you seen the, um, it's like a 25-minute super slowed down version of the scat man song? song. That's awesome. Scabardowee. <laughs> What do you, uh, what do you, what do you attempt? What the fuck are you Hang doing? Hang on, just keep going. Oh my god. Um, so Matt, what are you doing with the rest of your day? No, I'm probably gonna take a nap, I'm not gonna lie. No, uh. Sounds pretty good. I'm gonna edit this podcast and do some other podcasts. Make sure you cut, it, cut out all of this. Totally. I'm gonna read this Michael Jackson Paper Dolls book that yeah, you have. Yeah, that was a gift from my sister, Michael Jackson Paper Dolls. Right on. It takes. It goes all the way through his life. Oh wow, 1958. We got baby. Oh no, it starts. You got you got Jack. The Motown Pye. years. We've got uh, right to dangling baby. From the mid 70s the... and off the wall. Yep. Uh, thriller, of course, the thriller era. Is am I wrong in saying that there is a, a bubbles uh, doll in there as well? I'm, I'm looking. There's a lot okay. of sequence. I got it. I'm not done. Bad in the bad tour. No, <laughs> oh, that was so. That's good. That's actually kind of great. Did you get that at Wacko? <laughs> My sister gave that to me. It is it's great. Kind of great. When when did they make that? Uh, like two thousand nine. Memorial before or after death. Death That's after death. No bubbles. When they would license anything. What do you got for us? Yeah, on the, Jack. Uh, all right, ready. Telephone. Yeah. Okay, so this answers this answers everything at once. All right, ready, Cohen. Do you have Hit your me. little paper? Yeah, yeah. Your ruled pad. Okay, so it's episode twenty whatever twenty one twenty two. Okay. And it's Kyle, K-Y-L-E, okay. B-O-N-N-I-C-I, and um, Kyle on, ben- on Twitter, it is at Kyle Benici, B-O-N-N-I-C-I, who's just as cute as a bug. He's the person who administers prostate uh, massages to oh, Kerrigan God. Hennings, and he will be on a future podcast to explain himself. Word. We got it. Out.